Hello everyone, you are listening to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. Masochist. And that's going to go up against... Just a Fool. Hmm, some very interesting track choices here from the track wheel this week. So we've got Masochist, which was a album track on Liberation, and then we've got Just a Fool from Lotus. So let's first start talking about Masochist. Masochist was recorded at some point before Liberation's release in 2018. Not really sure on sort of what day, month, time, hour, etc. As we know, we weren't getting a lot of information about who Christina had worked with, what type of music she was doing. We sort of put two and two together um, in comparison to previous albums, especially like Back to Basics, where we knew a lot of the song titles before they were released, producers, etc. This was sort of very, very quiet. And um, as we know, the previous studio release was Lotus in 2012. So this was six years. This is the longest time she's taken in between records. And sort of we embrace this as part of being a fighter. It's what we're used to. As we know, she likes to go away, live her life, get inspired, not just put out any music with no meaning to her conveyor belt style. And this is why I'm such a big fan of hers and why I'm sitting here today speaking into this microphone about her. Um, she likes to get inspired and um, liberation took its time to get there but of course she rewarded us absolutely greatly so masochist did end up on the track list of the album it was the penultimate track on the album and like i said we didn't know a lot about liberation but a small snippet actually leaked of masochist um around sort of march 2018 and this was when the hunger for x6 which us what us fighters were calling before we knew the name of the album um it was an all-time high uh, we were really really thirsty and hungry for some information um and then this snippet came out of nowhere and the snippet was just sort of this pre-chorus slightly different instrumental uh, more prominent drums which i really really liked but i guess along the way um, along the way of the production and working on the track the sound of it changed and turned into something completely different which is what happens a lot in music and Christina will always do something different and not always what you expect. So with the demo, it sort of started off as this R&B version, um, kind of in the vein of the rest of Liberation where there was a little bit more of an R&B and hip hop vibe with the album. But then it turned into this sort of 80s tinged, 80s influenced track. Um, and hats off to the musicality coming to the forefront with Liberation because there was a lot of variety in the genres that Christina was playing with because we know she got her mojo back and we know she likes to play with lots of different variety of genres and lots of different styles of music. Um, so Masochist is no different here. So the song was produced by DJ Camper 
and Tim Anderson, aka Timmy the Terror. Um, DJ Campers worked with a lot of R&B female vocalists, Brandy, Mary J. Blige. He's also worked with Jessie J. So some great music that he's produced. Um, the song itself was written by Christina, Tim Anderson, DJ Camper, and Juba. I think I'm saying that right, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and like I said, Masochist is this beautiful 80s retro feel um, and it's these sort of muted, subtle drums that weave in and out. And what I mean by that is sort of when they start coming into the forefront, before you know it, they've sort of faded out and these gorgeous mellow synths take over and it's sort of weaving in and out in between these synths. And that's beautiful um, to the ear. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, this is so atmospheric and really, really cool. It's almost nostalgia-evoking um, in terms of, like, this 80s retro feel. Um, you know, with the ascending synths um, and sort of the vibe that you get from it. And that's what Liberation is all about. It is all about the vibe of the songs, um, as we've seen in the rest of the track list, Like I Do, Pipe, etc. Um, and, you know, Masochist ends up being this really, really cool soundscape that you can sort of really immerse into as a listener. And every time you listen to the song, you'll always hear something a little bit different if you pay attention a little bit more to sort of the background um, in terms of the instrumental and um, how the instruments sort of fade in and out, um, which I really like. It's not sort of a repetitive beat. It's not your conventional like you know four four timing in terms of the instrumental itself so really really cool and really different for christina and i must say i really like this sound because of how experimental it is it like i said it's not really on first sight seen as an experimental track but the more you listen to it and the more you immerse yourself into it you do start to hear these other vibes and other parts of the song that you may not have necessarily heard um, and for me this is sort of like a, a mashup in between liberation and lotus because we've sort of got lotus-esque vocals on this track it's very unabashed christina with the belting and the rasp um very very um much like how it was on lotus as well lotus she was holding nothing back with her vocals she was classic signature christina but with liberation where she was experimenting with all these different um, musical genres it's got this twist on it which is really really cool um so I can imagine fans of classic Christina sound um, gravitated towards this song at first because it almost is the classic Christina sound in terms of her ad-libs and the way that she sings and the raspy vocals. Because we know on other tracks on Liberation, she has really experimented the way that she sounds. Um, pipe, right moves. So it's, it's sort of, I can see why fans of that classic sound have, have gone towards this song as one of their favourites on the album. So I'd like to sort of talk about the chorus here because it's a really, really powerful chorus. In my opinion, it's sort of one of the most catchiest choruses on Liberation because it is very, very instant. Um, so a lot of people, I've read comments, etc., um, you know, sort of think that it's quite weird that it's buried at the end of the track list because it is one of the more instant songs. But hey, Christina's very unconventional with the way that she does things and we love her for it. Um, but the chorus is a really, really catchy chorus. And the song itself has got a lot of love, um, like I said, online, um, you know, from comments on music forums and fan reactions on YouTube and things like that. I mean, being a fighter, I will watch a lot of, um, you know, fan reactions to 
um, albums, videos, um, track lists, etc. of Christina's. Because I'd like to see what other people think of my queen. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of people were saying that Masochist was one of the most instant songs and one of the most instant choruses on Liberation. Because Liberation is sort of seen as um, more of an experimental body of work, more about sort of like the vibe and the feel of the music as opposed to having radio-ready hits that are these sort of ear candy choruses. So we've been looking at favourite lyrics and favourite parts of the songs that we've been selecting. Um, for me, my favourite lyric is, because uh, loving you is so bad for me, but I just can't walk away. I really love the nod to Walk Away, one of the favourite tracks of Fighters, uh, which is off the album Stripped. And sort of the topic of Masochist um, has some, been something that she has touched on before in her discography, uh, like Walk Away, uh, where it sort of comes to the addiction of something that you don't want to get away from, but really should. Um, and in this instance, it's an abusive relationship and hurting yourself because you're giving into that addiction. Um, and therefore becoming a masochist um but for me in terms of the tone of the song masochist seems a lot more light-hearted in comparison to a song like walk away where it is very dark and very brooding um but that's great because i love sort of the juxtaposition between the lyrical content of the song um and this sort of 80s nostalgia uplifting vibe of the backing instrumental it's something that shouldn't work but it really does work and it's got a great vibe which is what liberation is all about so let's move on to talking about the song that masochist is up against this episode and that is just a fool which is the final track on the track listing on the standard edition of lotus and it's a duet with blake shelton which was recorded in 2012 for the aforementioned album and at the time christina was a coach on the american version of the voice and blake shelton was a co-coach with her along with adam levine and CeeLo green um, and blake is um, the only original coach still there still appearing in the coach lineups adam levine has um, recently bid adieu to the show CeeLo green a lot earlier than that and along with christina as well and um, christina did a few series um one with alison porter in season 10 and then didn't look back and said goodbye but blake is one of those um artists that's done very very well from the show because he wasn't really a massive household name before the voice and now Everyone knows who he is in America because The Voice is such a popular show. So the song was written by Claude Kelly um, and Wayne Hector, who's known for other big hit songs like Starships by Nicki Minaj, Best Song Ever, One Direction, um, I Hate This Part by Pussycat Dolls, Flying Without Wings by Westlife, lots of hits under his belt that he's written for, uh, and also Steve Robson. And it was produced by Steve Robson, who was behind Leona Lewis's version of Run, which was the cover of the Snow Patrol song, uh, and also worked with uh, artists like Ollie Mers, who was a runner-up and one of the success stories from the British version of The X Factor um, and also a lot of work he's done with Rascal Flatts who Christina actually ended up duetting with um, on their performance of their song Riot at the American Country Music Awards in 2015. Um, so this was some years after Just a Fall uh, was released um, and this was the time where Christina um, had a minor role on the television show Nashville which was about country music and the country music industry um, and she uh, was uh, singing one of the songs that she'd done um, for that show uh, she'd done two the real thing and shotgun I think it was shotgun was the one that she was actually performing but she did a 
condensed version of that song and then ended up with Rascal Flats, which was a great performance. If you've not seen it, have a look on YouTube because Christina looks stunning in it and her vocals were really, really spot on. Um, and then also it was produced, um, that Just a Fool was produced by Claude Kelly as well, who is known in the Xtinaverse for his work on Bionic. So coming back to working with Claude Kelly again, um, he did a lot of the sort of up-tempo songs on Bionic, um, you know, there's Nudite, Vanity, um, you know, a lot of the, the fan favourites. So it's great that she came back to work with Claude again. Um, and like I said, just the Fall was Christina's first venture and first step into country pop. We've never really seen her do this before. And it's very possible that the voice was an influence here because the voice had a lot of um, country artists coming on and auditioning and she was sitting next to Blake in the coaches lineup. Um, so big, big influence there because it was around her. Just to Fall, the song, the content sort of discusses the pain of a breakup um, and how it makes um, the opposite person feel. Um, and the idea of this duet um, that Christina wanted to do with Blake, um, it sort of started when she covered Hillbilly Bone, which is a song of Blake's before a performance of Fighter with her team at the time. Um, and it sort of evolved um, into them working together eventually and recording this song. So Just a Fall was released as the second single from Lotus because it was serviced to radio um, and it actually peaked at number 71 on the Billboard Hot 100, which for a second single from an album that sort of really wasn't very highly promoted at the time is amazing because as we know back then, um, songs relied on radio play, word of mouth, that sort of thing, um, as well as sales to do very well on the Billboard Hot 100. And as Christina fans, we know that Lotus was an album that was sort of recorded and just put out there to sell itself. Um, she only sort of really used the voice majorly as an outlet of her promotion. She did a few other things as well, but um, we know that up to that point, prior to her previous albums and what we'd seen her do in terms of promotion, this was something that was very different. She wasn't really talking about the album a lot and um, you know, in our faces everywhere, about the album and the music on the album who knows why that was a lot of fans have said that her head when it wasn't in it at the time her mojo was gone uh, maybe there was some contractual obligations with NBC who who are airing the voice um, who knows maybe a mishmash of all of that stuff um, we may never know we may find out someday it would be nice to find out someday I sort of am a believer of the how the voice was just so um, draining of her time. Um, she couldn't really work on other things and she'd had kids and she sort of wanted some stability from them, um, for them at the beginning of their lives. And, um, you know, I think that's probably one of the reasons why, but who knows, like I said, I could sit here and speculate all day. Um, you know, we know why the first single, Your Body, was like this because, you know, she wasn't promoting it. So, we, we weren't really surprised when Just a Fall sort of reached the same fate here, but it was one of those songs that did chart, so it technically did very, very well in given the circumstances. Um, so as it was released as a single, it had been performed live a couple of times. They did it once on The Voice together, uh, and then also on the Ellen DeGeneres show, where Christina has been every album she's released and some other side projects she's done. She is there on The Ellen Show, talking about it um and like i said before um fans and also pop music fans sort of do see this song as the lost hit or the getaway hit because 
it had a lot of crossover potential. Country is absolutely massive in America, not so much here in the UK and parts of Europe, but country music is big, big, big in America. And when you have that crossover potential, it can do really well due to the way that the radio formats work. You've got country, you've got pop, you've got chart music, adult contemporary, um, lots of different formats there. And when you've got a song that can be played on multiple formats, that's always going to do really, really well. If you look more recently at Old Town Road by Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, you have the hip hop and the country crossover. And that's why it was number one for absolutely ages. So Just A Fall had this crossover potential where we were looking at pop and country and it could have done absolutely amazingly if it was pushed a lot more by the label, potentially promoted a lot more. But hey, like I said, who knows what happened? It is one of those songs which will go down in her discography as something that you know was appreciated and probably should have been appreciated more. So according to the writers of this song, um, and especially Claude Kelly has come out and spoken a lot about Just A Fool, rightly so, I can see why he's proud of this song. But the song was initially offered to Pink, but it sort of got lost in the shuffle of when she was choosing her songs for her album. Um, and then it got passed over to Adam Lambert, who actually did record a version of it. Um, you know, he recorded a demo, and I think he actually recorded a studio version, and it sort of ended up with Christina during the Lotus sessions, um, which means that the Adam Lambert version was scrapped. I think it was going to be for his album Trespassing, and I think it was going to eventually be on the track list, but it's got scrapped at the last minute. Who knows what happened here? This is what happens in the music industry, where songs can get passed around from artist to artist, and eventually they land on somebody, and that person, it clicks with that person, and then it ends up going forwards. It's all about contracts and agreements and shaking hands and that sort of thing. Um, but Claude Kelly, during quarantine in 2020, he did go live on his Instagram or, or some sort of streaming platform and he did share the demo of Adam Lambert uh, where we heard this excerpt of him singing Just a Fall. Really great, really, really great um, to hear a, a different artist and their take on it. It was a different key, more of like an electro pop ballad, kind of the stuff that Adam Lambert goes for, um, which is also another weird thing because we found out that um, Adam and Christina were going to do a joint tour uh, the summer just gone. And as a result of the restrictions that have been in place uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, that was completely scrapped would have been so interesting to see if they would have done Just a Fall together on there because Christina doesn't really do a lot of Lotus material on her tours. She does Let There Be Love at the end of the show um, and then she does Your Body, but it's the remix version of it, the Martin Garrix remix, and um, it's literally just the first verse and chorus. So we don't get a lot of the other material from Lotus and she's not really performed a lot of it live. Um, and Adam is a great performer himself, great singer, reaches some great notes. And I love the work that he does with Queen. So that would have been a really, really cool partnership to see. And Adam's spoken a lot about Christina, how he's inspired by her and how he really, really admires her. And Christina likewise about Adam. So that would have been really, really cool to see. But then it's also so weird that just to fall is like a song that connects the both of them because it ended up on Christina's album but it could have very much ended up on Adam's album as well so really really cool connection there so of course we've been looking at favorite lyrics of the songs being selected and with Just a Fool my favorite lyric is another shot of whiskey please bartender keep it coming till I don't remember at all how bad it hurts when you're gone Na 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 na. Um, really, really great opening to the song in terms of setting the scene and the imagery. You can see her approaching a bar in the middle of 
the American country, um, going up to the bar saying, yo, pass me a whiskey. I am done with men. I am done with relationships. Um, really, really great image setting. And also I think it's the delivery of her vocals here as well. They're so crisp and clear in this song. Um, and you know, with Lotus, the album, in terms of her vocals, the vocals are very much at the forefront um, and just of all is no different here. And I think with country music, you really sort of have to have quite crisp, clear vocals as well because um, of just the, the nature of the song, um, it, you know, it's very melodic and also with the um, the type of music it is. So yeah, really, really great. And I do like the, the imagery at the opening. For me, with Just a Fall, it's really, really surprising how well their voices fit together. I remember um, Kelly Clarkson talking about Just a Fall because she'd heard it um, prior to the album being released. And um, she was also saying that she couldn't see in her head how Blake's vocals and Christina vocals will fit together. But when she heard the song, she was completely blown away and very pleasantly surprised. And this is a really another good example of how versatile Christina is as an artist because she really moulds her vocals to fit the genre and whoever she's singing with in terms of a duet um, she will slide her vocals in so well and everything will just fit and sound so great even if on paper it doesn't seem like it will match Christina will make it happen and this is why we love her um, I remember Blake was saying that he absolutely busted his balls to do the vocals because he was having to reach sort of really really high notes that he never really had to do on his own music uh, and also to make the time to record the song because the voice was taking up a lot of their um, time you know a lot of the commitments that they had to their artists that were on their teams um, so I'm really pleased that they all worked out because it's a really really great song and a really great way to end the album when you listen to it in sequence um Blake and Christina had a great friendship on the show you know they had some really great banter um you know he wanted they wanted to go fishing together which I think is really really cool and I don't really know if they're still in touch um since Christina's left the voice um I assume they would because Gwen Stefani is now with Blake and Gwen and Christina have had um a, a friendship over many years their kids have done play dates together and things like that so i'd like to think that maybe they do sort of um speak to each other in passing but who knows that celebrity lifestyle you will never know um but for me just a fall is probably one of my favorite actually i'm gonna say it's my favorite out of the collaborations she's done with the voice coaches of course we've got make the world move with CeeLo green and moves like jagger with um adam levine from maroon five and then we've got just a fall um the thing, the thing, the reason why it's probably my favourite collaboration is because of how well the voices fit well together, and also um, it's more of a duet. Whereas the other two songs, um, you've got them as featured artists. Um, so yeah, that's that's the reason why it's it's my favourite. But just a fall is a great song, really great first step into country for Christina, and um, you know she continued that with Nashville, but really great vocals and really great duet. So we've heard about Masochist and we've heard about Just a Fall, but we can only choose one winner as we have in every episode. So let's hear that drum roll, please. And the winner is Masochist. Massive congratulations to Masochist. Another really, really hard choice between the two, but 
masochist just has to do it for me with the nod to walk away with the sound of the song and how different it was to anything she's done before bit more of a fan of sort of nostalgia 80s tinge stuff as opposed to country um but yeah really really hard choice because they're both great songs but masochist just took the cake for me there so the next episode we'll be looking at back to basics a song from disc one versus a song from disc two which ones you'll have to find out. Thank you so much for listening today. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Extina Track Battle. Peace out. (laughs) 